and uh, appreciate you coming and uh, to share in the word of the Lord tonight and I trust that uh, the word of the Lord will be a blessing to us all thank the Lord uh, let's open the service tonight with prayer shall we let's talk to the Lord for a moment Jesus we love you we're thankful for this privilege opportunity to be here we're thankful for the word of God that's going to be broken open in just a moment I pray God that you would bless and anoint uh, the word of God the speaker tonight anoint our mind our lips I pray God for your guidance tonight and uh, bless the folks that are here pray that you will bless them minister to them tonight and be with us in Jesus name thank the Lord in Jesus name well we have a announcement um, I think last Wednesday night we had none so tonight we're up to one so we're climbing back up to announcement status I know y'all are disappointed, but hey, we'll get back to the, we'll have a revival of announcements, just wait, and uh, we'll see the Lord increase and increase. Surely it's coming. Um, but seriously, for all of our men here uh, tonight, we have uh, prayer this coming Saturday in the A Center, and we'd love to see all of our men, uh, those of you that can come. It's a, a very warm and wonderful time of fellowship, but also the time of prayer, just praying with men. Um, it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful time. So we look forward to seeing all of our men here uh, this coming Saturday in the A Center at 9 o'clock. And uh, uh, God bless you for that. Wonderful time here this past Sunday, was it not? Uh, just seems like that uh, God is just, just really moving and blessing here at Grace Church. And for that, I am so, so very, very thankful. And uh, we want to keep it rolling. So I encourage you to get your Dr. Pepper, drink it Sunday morning, and, and wear your shouting shoes. And uh, if we could get this revival that we're having with our youth group past that second row, uh, we, would, we would just have a, oh, my, would be amazing. Thank the Lord. So um, but uh, look forward to this coming Sunday as to uh, what God has, what God will do. And uh, I'm excited about that. <clears throat> I was so very encouraged this past Sunday. Uh, one of our young people walked up, and one of our high schoolers actually, and said, I just can't wait for church to start. I'm ready for church to start and just to see what God's going to do and how God's going to move here today. That was so inspiring. So very, very inspiring. I want to go ahead and jump into our Bible study tonight. <clears throat> and. Uh, I want to read tonight from Mark chapter 4, beginning with verse 24. I would like to remind you that uh, the Bible study last Wednesday night, it really ministered to my spirit, and uh, if you were not here, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to it, watch it uh, in, on our website, etc., and uh, let it be a blessing to you. Let it be a blessing to you. Mark chapter 4, verse 24, And he, Jesus, said unto them, Take heed what you hear. Take heed what you hear. With what measure you meet, it shall be measured to you, and unto you that hear shall more be given. For he that hath to him shall be given, and he that hath not from him shall be taken even that which he hath. I'm going to read that verse 24 again in a different translation in a moment. But bottom line, Jesus is saying, take heed what you hear, pay attention to what you hear, be discerning in what you hear. 
And the more you hear, with the measure you hear, you will be blessed in return. Uh, when, you, when you really pour your heart into what you're hearing from the Word of God, you'll be blessed even more uh, in times to come, Jesus said. I want to talk to you tonight, out of especially verse 24, I want to talk to you tonight about the law of increase. This has nothing to do with money. The law of increase. I can imagine tonight that it would be virtually impossible to try to number the plethora of, of pages that have been dedicated to the research and study on, this, on these two verses. Uh, it is a very powerful statement that Jesus is given here is giving here it's not an option and he's not asking a question it's a statement take heed you need to listen to what I'm saying about hearing you need to listen to that uh, and when we take a Lord a hard look at what Jesus focus was then you'll discover that he has a concern on our hearing. It's going to take y'all a moment to get up to speed with me, but, but we'll get there in just a moment. Somebody said one time that a preacher's concern should be more on what is being heard than on what is being said. I'm going to let you think about that for just a moment. That a preacher's concern should be more on what is being heard than what is being said. And I've said over and over in times past, I've learned a long time ago that what comes out of my mouth and goes in people's ears is oftentimes two different things. After last Sunday, uh, preaching last Sunday in, in such a, a wonderful, wonderful service, um, I've said it here numerous times, especially since we've been back on campus from COVID, that, that you need to hear what the Word of God is saying. You need to hear what the voice of God is speaking. You need to hear it. Not just listen to it, let it roll through in one ear and out the other, but listen to it. I've said that over and over. I went on to say Sunday that I have literally spoken specific things into the lives of people. Um, even recently uh, about there's things that God has shown me that God has nudged me about concerning your life, your lifestyle choices you're making and uh, you need to do some, some uh, heart searching soul searching and uh, it goes unheeded and then I've, I've watched family after family here at Grace Church, literally disintegrate because they fail to hear what the Word of God says to do with your life. There will be people here tonight, there are people here tonight that will hear this Bible study. You'll listen to it, but you won't take heed. You won't do what needs to be done. Uh, I don't want to start off on a negative note like that, but... Uh, uh, I know somebody right now that's attended this church for years and, and it's the, the message has not impacted this person's life at all in one way or the other. And this person's family has fallen apart, it seems. 
Well, there's a reason. There's a reason. Everybody said amen. It is incumbent. It is incumbent upon us, all of us, that we are discriminate concerning what we hear. It's, it's vital that you pay attention to the voices in your head, to the noise that's going into your ear. Jesus said, take heed to what you hear. Jesus warns that we are to pay close attention to what we hear. <clears throat> in fact, he tells his disciples, and here's the, the, the New Living Translation of the, the verse Mark 4.24. He told his disciples, the closer you pay attention, the more understanding you will be given. The closer you pay attention, the more understanding you'll be given. And you will then receive even more. So that's what Jesus is saying. So the more open you are to the word of God, the more open you are to the kingdom of God, the more open you are to the spirit of God, then that gives you more understanding about more things, especially the word of God, the spirit of God, and so on. But it also gives you a great understanding of life. It gives you great knowledge. It gives you great wisdom concerning life. A knowledge of the word of God can help you zoom out sometimes and see a bigger picture of what's going on in your life, of perhaps where the Lord has brought you from or to a place where the Lord is trying to take you to. This is what this scripture is implying, among other things. One notation says the measure you give will be the measure you get back when it comes to listening and hearing and taking heed and obeying the word of God. That's what it says. So we are to hear the truth. We are to hear it when it's preached, when it's taught. When you study it, you hear it, you ingest it. But Jesus teaches that you're to do that with only the truth and not try to mix it up with all kind of other things that's in our head. And that's what a lot of people are doing in our culture today. So we are not to be indifferent as to our spiritual meat, but rather... We are to use discernment. John said in his epistle, 1 John 4, 1, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. A false prophet doesn't necessarily have to be a religious person teaching false doctrine. Anything that could lead you astray can be a false prophet. <clears throat> In Job 12, 11, the Amplified Version of the Bible uh, says it this way, It is not the task of the ear, excuse me, is it not the task of the ear to discriminate between wise and unwise words just as the mouth distinguishes between desirable and undesirable food. So the ear has the same responsibility with what you hear as the mouth does with what you taste. So your ear should be able to dispel or not consume false truth, etc. So what you, when you do hear the truth, Jesus said take heed and pay attention to it. In other words, give it the attention that it deserves. 
the Bible teaches, John 10, 5, to hear with discrimination, shunning false doctrine. To hear with attention, really and earnestly hearing, according to Matthew 13, 23. To hear for yourself with personal application, 1 Samuel 3, 9. To hear retentively, endeavoring to remember the truth. You, you make an effort to remember what you've heard. Those of you playing on your phones right now, I hope that's more important than what I'm saying. <clears throat> we ask our teenage kids not to do that. It'd be nice if they had an example from our adults. Thank you for that. We should hear with desire, praying that the word may be blessed to you. So God, when I hear the word of God, I want to be blessed by it. And then we need to hear practically. That's obeying and the exhortation that has come. We, we hear it practically. We obey it. It don't just sound good in principle, but it's what we do with our life. We manifest what we've heard. It is important to understand as well that this hearing is to be given not just to a favorite set of doctrines or not just to the things that we agree with, but to the whole Word of God. The psalmist said in Psalm 119, Therefore I esteem all thy precepts concerning all things to be right. I esteem all the Word of God concerning everything to be right. And I hate every false way. So you'll notice that on several occasions... In the scriptures, when Jesus was beginning with a discourse, and sometimes when he was concluding one, he would pause a moment, look around at those who were gathered, and say, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. One gets the sense that everyone who was listening to Jesus was hearing something a little different from his neighbor, and perhaps different than what Jesus was intending him or her to hear. Everybody was listening, but not everybody was hearing. It is to be understood that, to a large degree, hearing is often independent of the will. No man can choose entirely what he hears and what he doesn't hear any more than he can choose entirely what he sees with his eyes or not. Every day there are literally tens of thousands of sounds traveling towards us in unseen vibration. And just because God has made the ear to hear, we hear them whether we want to or not. The, the individual who lives in the metropolitan city, for example, cannot be deaf to the sounds of the streets. And the person who has the good fortune, I suppose, of living near a seashore cannot escape the sweet sounds of the tide coming in. In the physical impact of all sound, there is a region where the will is powerless. And Jesus was perfectly aware of that. You can't help what you hear sometimes. The point is, when Jesus spoke of hearing, it was not of the physical impact that he was thinking. It, wasn't, it was not just the physical noise, but how your heart hears it, how your mind hears it. For him... What Jesus was saying here is no sound 
has traveled its entire course until it has reached the soul. No sound, when it comes to the Word of God, has traveled its entire course until it reaches the heart and it reaches the mind. This is, it's, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength. You could say, thou shalt hear the Word of God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Let it go beyond your ear. Let it penetrate into your mind. Let it penetrate into your heart. Let it penetrate into your spirit. To different ears come the same words. Identical in cadence and in syllable. And yet how diverse their interpretation and the selective power of the soul. You see, it is not really by the eyes that we see. It is really by our soul that we see. And it's not by the ear that we hear. It is by our character that we hear. Think about that. People of high moral standard are not going to let a lot of garbage. It'll go in their ear, but they won't retain it in their head. They'll, they'll toss it out as quickly as they can. So it's important, folks, it's important that we take heed to what we hear, that we pay close attention to what we hear. And if we do that, the effort in doing that will not be in vain. Patient attention, patient attention is greatly rewarded. The desire to learn will not be frustrated. In this school that Jesus is teaching in, truth lightly won is truth loosely held. And only the attentive scholar is the receptive and retaining disciple. You hear what the Word of God says and you retain it. And the blessing of it is immeasurable. It's measured back to you again, even more so, Jesus said. Again, Sunday morning, why wouldn't anybody want to be under the umbrella of God's blessing? Why wouldn't anybody want to just be absorbed in the goodness of God? There are fathomless pits in the Word of God yet unexplored by, by all of us. There are heights that have yet to be scaled. There are treasure troves of truth still undiscovered simply because people will not take the time to dig around in the Word of God just to discover what might be there. So herein lies the law of increase. The more you apply yourself to learning, the more knowledge you will be given. I hear people say all the time, my, my kids are so smart. My grandkids are really smart. Just saying. I believe what makes that work after studying what Jesus said here is that the more a person has an eagerness to learn, the more their brain opens up. If you're not on a consistent path of learning, then your brain just kind of shuts down. I'm going to come to that in a moment. I'll prove it to you in Scripture. Read the, notice with me on the screen, the amplified version of this scripture setting. In Mark 4, 24 and 25. Jesus said unto them, Be careful what you are hearing. The measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear will be the measure of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you and more besides 
will be given to you who hear. Your brain is just unlocked. The more you study the Word of God, the more capacity you get to understand the Word of God, the more capacity you get to live the Word of God. But you got to study it. you got to hear it. you got to retain it. you got to pay attention to it. you got to be patient in the learning process. But then Jesus said, For to him who has will more be given. So the more you're into it, the more you get your head around it, the more you understand it, the more you pursue it, the more you get. But for him who has nothing, for him that doesn't even try, then even what you have will be taken away. This has kind of opened my understanding to, to some things, particularly with backsliders. Backsliders are not generally known for really studying the Word of God on a daily basis. I mean, I know people that are on fire with the Holy Ghost that don't do that too much. So I can't really expect a backslider to do it either. And all due respect, all due respect. And so when you see prophecy come to pass, and when you see things just so obvious and so blatant that's coming to pass that the Word of God said would come to pass, we've all said it before, why don't backsliders see that? Why don't they just come rushing in the door and get their heart right with God and I'm ready for the rapture? It's because what they had at one point has been taken away. They know it, but that impact of it, that stirring of it, that conviction of it is not there anymore. Do we understand that now? <clears throat> I can't have you folks understand hard enough, I guess, how important it is to ingest the Word of God, not just read it. I hear people say, well, I read this in my devotion today, and it was a cute little poem and all that. I'm not talking about a devotion that you read and you forgot what it said three hours later. I'm talking about put your heart into the Word of God, you listen and pay attention to preaching, you listen and pay attention to Bible study when it's taught, and you study the Word of God, and you go home and study what was preached, you go home and study what was taught, and you get your heart into it. Jesus said when you do that, your heart grows, your mind grows, and the more you can take in. So we must listen to, we must listen to the words of Jesus, then treasure the words of Jesus. Those who heard, understood, and then when shared with others would be given even more understanding to pass along. I've experienced this, and, and, and a lot of you have too. You're talking to somebody, and substitution starts coming out of your mouth, and you're like, where did that come from? When, you're, when you pour yourself into the Word of God, and you want to talk to somebody, and you say, I'm not sure how this is going to go, it's amazing how many times. That when you sit down and start talking, them stuff just starts rolling out of your mouth. And you're like, where did that come from? This is what I'm talking about. This is what God does. It's what he does. So according to Jesus, the people who listen and understand are those who have. To them, God will give more understanding and blessing. They will continue to grow because they let God's word make a difference in their life. This is a principle of growth in physical, mental, and spiritual life. For example... When a muscle is, when it's exercised, it will grow stronger. When it's unused, it will grow weak. If a muscle is not growing stronger, it's getting weaker. It cannot stay the same. And like the unused muscle, those who do not listen nor understand, those who have nothing will lose whatever they had. This, 
it, it, it kind of scares me. Kind of scares me. I guess I'm continuing. Uh, I just keep continuing to learn some things after this whole COVID 18 month, two year thing with people's minds, their faith, and all that kind of stuff. It, it, it's, it's stirred. It's, it's still stirring me. If we ever go through that again, I would like for our attitude to be different about it. I'd like for our perspective to be attitude. We respect it and all of that, but, but let the word of God do what it does. Jesus could have well meant that when people reject him, their, their hardness of heart drives away or renders useless even the little understanding that perhaps they once had. This would be a very hard Bible study for me to teach tonight if I've not seen it in people. I opened the study tonight with a person that I know, etc. cetera. Uh, I'm amazed at the people that have, do y'all recall setting in a Sunday morning, I'm gonna get down here where I can see you sitting in a Sunday morning service and the power of God is so thick you could cut it with a knife. Y'all know what I'm talking about? I mean, the Holy Ghost is just... And there's people just, they're not moved, they're not stirred. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not being judgmental here tonight. I'm, I'm having you understand there's a reason these things happen. And, and I've, I've not seen it like this before until I got into the study. You, there has to be an openness to the presence of God. There has to be an openness to the Spirit of God. If there is, God pours in, but when he does, he expands the capacity. He stretches the gas tank and makes it bigger. And then when you talk to somebody, you're still running over. It just came to me. David said, my cup runneth over. That makes sense to me now. It really makes sense to me now because you can you can just inundate yourself in the Word of God. You can just flood your heart with the Word of God. And you notice for several days that you just feel different and things are different. Uh, perhaps these are the things that Jesus is trying to have us understand. Listen, the light of Jesus' truth is revealed to us, not hidden. It's revealed to us. However, we may not be able to see or to use all of that truth right now. Only as we put God's teaching into practice will we understand and see more of the truth. It's the infant growing up to adolescence, to adulthood, etc. It's that process. And the more you're into it, the more you grow, similar to a child's pattern of growth. So the truth is clear. The truth is always clear in the Word of God. But our ability to understand it is sometimes imperfect. And that's where you pour yourself more into it. And the more you pour yourself into it, the more truth becomes clear. So the more we hear his word, there will be the natural result of increased knowledge. This is the law of increase. <clears throat> this is interesting to me. In, in early American times, early American history, uh, with Indian tribes, the American Indian, when a young girl, when a princess young girl came of age, this is interesting to me, hear, hear what they did. 
when she was when she came of age she was given a basket and instructed to pick the best ears of corn in a given row but there was one condition she had to abide by she must choose the ears of corn as she went along she couldn't turn back and go back and get it she couldn't retrace her steps and then select ears as she passed by the second time she couldn't do it she had one chance one chance go down that row of corn and pick the best ears as she passed by the history says that a lot of those girls failed this test of judgment because the girl would marvel at the high quality of the corn and as she felt the firm ears on the stalks she was tempted to pick them but perhaps there were better ears on the stalks just ahead so she would wait and see then suddenly to her surprise and bitter disappointment she found herself at the end of the corn row and her basket was empty while looking for perfection she missed gathering any ears of corn at all and our life is like that